The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest. David Kotak is with us. He is the CIO also, the chairman of Cumberland Advisors, who joins from Colorado. Uh, David, it's always a pleasure. We're focused a lot on the Fed and what we've been hearing from a number of officials. Clearly, the inflation genie is not yet back in the bottle. We're looking at anywhere from maybe 100 basis points to 150 basis points of further tightening. What does that mean for the equity market? Well, it's a got to be a headwind, Doug. If you look at the classic model and develop what an equity risk premium that it is appropriate for a given level of interest rates, meaning take the earnings of companies, come up with an earnings yield, and compare it to the riskless interest rate. We have rising riskless interest rates. And there's a lot of speculation about inflection points and pivots, but the path is higher. Whether it's higher to 5% terminal rate or 5.5% terminal rate or something else is not, for me, the relevant issue. It's the direction. And the direction is this Federal Reserve will continue on a course until the inflation rate meets or trends to their target. That's trouble for the stock market. David, but that's what they have to do. Yes, they do. Because if they let inflation get embedded at three or four, and there's a lot of talk about now, let's get do away with two. What if it's three? What if it's four? The, the higher it is, the harder it is to stop, the more damage it does. Inflation is an insidious tax on everybody. It's a big distortion. And the Fed has to stay the course. So how is Cumberland playing the current environment right now? I know you're reliant on some of the models that you build. What are they telling you? What are the signals? Well, we have cash reserves in stock market accounts. Uh, right now, the U.S. equity exchange-traded fund account, which is one that I'm involved in managing, is about 30%, one-third in cash. Cash doesn't decline in value, and you need a cash reserve. Now, you know, if, if we have a wonderful peace breaks out in the world, everything is terrific, that's good. We'll have a buying opportunity. I'd love to see that. But I think risk management has to include a tax reserve. And on top of it, we have the makings of a contagion taking place in the crypto space. Mm. David, it does seem as though Wall Street has suddenly uh, 
becoming more and more uh, favored towards China. We've got a lot of the uh, big, big uh, investment houses there who are now looking at seriously as an investment uh, proposition once again. What's your take? Well, we we look at China, too. We saw the Bank of America uh, release. We've been following uh, the markets, both H and A shares. And we think it will be an opportunity if we get beyond the COVID lockdowns. That seems to be a rolling anticipation, but not a reality yet, including the most recent news you've just reported today. So second largest economy in the world, 1.4 billion people locked down for a long time. Potential is there for markets and for economic recovery, Rish. And it seems as though after the party congress that uh, Beijing now is really trying to address some of the economic weakness uh, support for the property market. Also, maybe some tweaks to COVID policy. It was interesting, the FT reporting that Chinese authorities are recruiting workers from villages and busing them to uh, an iPhone assembly plant that is owned by Foxconn. David, I know you to be a pretty astute political observer. Talk to me about the ramifications of the Republican control of the U.S. House now. Well, we know McHenry is likely to be the new chair of the House Financial Services Committee. That seems to be in the cards. That He replaces uh, a very famous Maxine. Uh, I believe market agents will like that. The problem, of course, is McHenry is more of a centrist, and he's astute in financial matters, but he's got to deal with some very crazy hard right people. And whether there's enough majority, the narrowness in the House makes this very problematic, Doug. But uh, overall, David, don't we find that uh, if we get anything such as gridlock, actually equities like it? Well, maybe they will like it if we don't have a debt ceiling crisis. If we repeat the Newt Gingrich debt ceiling hardball, that's a different story. And uh, I remember that meltdown and the downgrade of the United States because it happened on a Friday night when we were having our gathering in Maine and Mike McKee was reporting that Friday night for five hours on Bloomberg because there were a bunch of people in one place and he was there with the camera. I hope we don't go through a debt ceiling farce again. I don't think you're alone in that, uh, David. Talk to me. We started the conversation about uh, the Fed and uh, the implications for asset prices. The bond market really has been, well, apparently under a little bit of stress. There have been a lot of bond watchers talking about very, very tight liquidity conditions. How do you understand what's been happening in the bond market right now? Well, there is no question there's an enigma in the inversion of the yield curve. If you believe the yield curve inversion, then the terminal rate estimates of five or five and a half percent are too high. If you think the treasury bond market is being distorted by flows from international sources, then you can say, well, I can see why there's price prices in treasuries they are creating an inverted curve, especially when you look at cross-currency interest rate swaps and they reveal some of that pricing. 
If you then look into the United States and you say, okay, the 30-year U.S. Treasury fully taxable to an American investor is yielding under 4%, but a very high-grade tax-free bond of the same maturity is yielding 4.5%. Why would the tax-free yield be higher than the taxable yield? That's upside down and backwards. So there's an enigma in the bond market. I don't think the inversion's so ironclad clear, Doug. David, thank you so much for your, for your time. Who knew that there was an enigma in the bond, uh, bond curve? I don't think there ever hasn't been one. But anyway, David Goddard, brilliant to have him on the program, uh, chairman of Cumberland Advisors. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.